This is Channel 253. Citizen Tacoma podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Jenny Jacobs and I fly Alaska. To book your next flight, go to alaskaair.com. I'm Jenny. I'm Doug. And we are the Citizen Tacoma podcast, empowering an informed electorate. I thought we were informing an empowered electorate. In in the the city city of destiny. Doug. Hi, Jenny. On today's episode, we had Candace Rude back in the studio. What was she doing here? Well, she helped us out with a bit of a election roundup and some postmortem on some of the Me Too things we reported on last time she was here. And then we also made a great big announcement at the end of the episode. Is that where I started to sort of tear up? <laughs> Maybe. Stick around. Welcome back to Citizen Tacoma, Candace. Thank you, Jenny. Nice to be here. It's wonderful to have you back. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a, a grab bag episode today, talk about a bunch of different things, um, starting off with a bit of an election update. Um, we are a couple of weeks out now. You may have heard on our sister podcast, Crossing Division, they did a real good um, roundup, but uh, some things have shifted now that the uh, results are certified. Um, What were some of those things that you were going to tell us about? Yeah. Uh, Well, the Pierce County Library levy lid passed barely. Which is amazing. That was one of the things we were really sad about. Mm -hmm. And yes. Yeah, it was a squeaker. And if it hadn't passed there, we're going to have to shut down two to three libraries and drastically reduce services and e-books and all that stuff at a time when People are using their libraries more than ever, even with yeah. the internet and everything else. And it's a real need for people in the community. So that that's was a where a lot of people only access to the internet is. True. So. This is true. So that's one of the things. Um, were there any other local things we wanted to touch on or just some big national news today? Uh, well, uh, marijuana dispensaries passed in Eatonville by 10 votes, which wow. I had a chuckle at. <laughs> <laughs> ten votes. Whoa, man. ten votes. I really hope that inspires some more um, civic engagement in Eatonville right. if you are not stoked about weed shops in Eatonville. Right. So. <laughs> I'm a big pamphlet reader, voters pamphlet reader, and uh, the for and against arguments were very entertaining. Mm. <laughs> Look back at those <laughs> listeners. I think I haven't, I might have not recycled that yet. <laughs> That's very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um Something that happened today, national news, was that uh, another House seat flipped for the Democrats in New Mexico. Um, So uh, the race that was contested um, went to the Democrats. Uh, Torres Small was elected by a narrow margin, obviously, and that brings the uh, House lead for the Democrats to 39. Mm. Dang. Yeah. Mm. Hooray. Hooray. It was quite a... Quite a turn. Quite a turn. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts about the um, current Pelosi situation? Mm. Uh, we, we didn't prep about this, no. but it just occurred to me. I I don't know. I don't, I have no hate or ill will toward her at yeah. all, but I do think it's, it's time to go away, just quietly. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much of that would not be said if she were a man. Right. 
I do get that she's 78 years old and that um, some new blood might be might be a good thing. That said, um, I feel like we really need to hit the ground running when mm-hmm. we get the house back and her tenure and connections and experience could really be useful. Also, one of the things that I haven't seen corroborated anywhere really, but she knows she's 78 years old. (laughs) I think that there's probably a plan in place. Right. You know, like for all we know, there's a really nice succession situation all lined up and people who she's been grooming for years. And um, I don't know, this Seth Seth Moulton guy can... Ugh, yeah. man, he's, what a bro. I do agree with being able to hit the ground running and yeah. not wanting to, I think there's an unnecessary turnover. You yeah. don't need that right now. And some of the arguments I've heard Democrats make is that um, there's no way to advance in the party because it's all locked up at the top ranks and these like 70 year olds. And it's kind of like, um, wait, so you want to potentially damage the ability of our party to govern just because you're of your like <laughs> advancement opportunities. <My> session plans. <laughs> it's just kind of like, ooh. Anyway. Um, Sounds so like a bro thing to say. It does. There's nowhere for me to go. I'm definitely on team Pelosi. Um, one of the things that has always inspired me about her is that she didn't get involved in politics until her kids were in high school. Oh, so whenever I feel like, <laughs> um, I don't know, I I don't have any uh, signs yeah, on running. That, 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 that statement say, meant can, nothing. That meant nothing. No, you just but said. I can tell myself that like Nancy Pelosi got involved in politics when her kids were in high school and has made quite a career for herself. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I say about like J.K. Rowling and getting famous and oh, writing. Right. I'm like, there's still time. You'll be fine. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Man, um, or is it rolling? Someone's gonna skewer me over that. I've always said Rowling. I don't. I honestly don't know. But her name's Joanne. So mm. when we hang out, we can just call her Joanne or JoJo. I've heard she goes by sometimes. That's adorable. <laughs> um, looking forward, we did look into a bit of what seats and races were um, coming open in our looking forward elections, and uh, the purpose of Citizen Tacoma has always been to try to get people more involved and inspired to become involved, and so we have grand ideas that. That talking about this today will plant a seed in someone's mind and they will uh, get out there and start getting busy running for something. So Maybe you. Um, not me. <laughs> kids aren't out of high school My yet. kids aren't out of high school. Um, I have other rabble-rousing plans in my future. Don't you worry. Um, two port seats in 2019. Mm-hmm. That's something. Yeah, Don Johnson, who's been on since 2007, Uh, They are not term limited, but he's up next year. And Claire Petrich, who's been on since 1995, Mm. clearly no term limits there. So, Mm. yeah. I know that port commissioner seats are nonpartisan, but do Mm. we have any feeling for are they more conservative members? I would say anyone who's in the older school who's been on there for a long time tends to be more conservative just because of everything that has happened in local politics in the last four years. Yeah. Uh, especially in the, in the last election, you really saw it with Kristen Ong. I'm sorry if I'm Aang? butchering that. Ang. Kristen <laughs> Ang. I mean, she came really close and uh, ran really well and yeah. was obviously a lot more progressive and liberal and 
I would expect to see more people like that running. I think it's going to become a lot hotter to run for Port of Tacoma. And I think you're going to see younger people running this time. Yeah. People kind of weren't awake to it for a long time. And then yeah. because of everything with methanol and LNG, I think it's going to be a hot ticket. And the detention center. And the de- and, oh, yeah. It's just a hotbed of things down yes, there. Yes, Of course, I haven't successfully nailed anyone down in this studio as to who exactly we complain to to make change. It seems like kind of a hot potato. At the port? The port, yeah. Mm. Um, um, I, I've, I've been told that the port commission is not exactly as powerful as you might imagine. I've had people say that it's actually the city council that makes these kinds of decisions. And so I would agree with that mostly. I think just from my time covering it, um, I mean, the port does approves land leases for their land in the Port of Tacoma, but they don't even have all of the land in the Port of Tacoma. So I think, I mean, land use really is a matter of uh, city council as much as some Mm. people might want to kick that down the road. Yeah, there is an article, I think it must have been the Tribune not too long ago, about um, the city council decision that allowed for the detention center and the quote being, that was a real snoozer of a meeting, you Mm -hmm. know, like that. Just a regular old Tuesday meeting that nobody attended and nobody paid attention to, and now we have this. We're Tacoma. We'll take anything mm-hmm. on Tacoma. Mm-hmm. I kind of this is a little bit of a hot take, but I that will t- we're Tacoma will take every anything. I kind of feel like that applies to. I don't applies to a lot of things. I think it kind of applies to like I like the bird and lime scooters, but I think like other studies have been like, oh, we really don't want this in Tacoma. It's like, oh, you got you want to come here? Like, yeah. tight. <laughs> We'll take it. <laughs> I like them too, but I feel like I am in great danger when I'm using them. <laughs> I feel like my eyeballs jiggling. Have you used them? Like your eyeballs jiggle when you use them. Really? Like they just feel like you're not like a lot of suspension in those. Way things. so to- so yeah. fast and yeah. People fly in those things. Yeah, I like them. And nobody's wearing a helmet. No, I sound like a mom right now, but um, <laughs> yeah. I love them. Please don't leave. The other thing I'm worried about is that this is a pilot, right? Like, we're mm-hmm. all going to get excited about these and start counting on them as part of our, you know, as augmenting our substandard public transportation. Yes. And then it's going to get taken away. Mm-hmm. I hope not. I hope, I hope not either. Portland, we'll I don't know what happened if Portland got rid of them or if Bird and Lime decided to leave, but yeah. they ended their brief relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't screw it up, Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then we've got some terming out on the city council. Is that mm. correct? Yeah. So the city council, or the city council, Tacoma City Council term limits are that you can't serve for more than ten consecutive years. So Ryan Mello and Anders Ibsen are coming up on the end of their second four-year terms. Mm-hmm. So they'll term out at the end of 2019. They can obviously take a short break and run again, and the city charter doesn't say anything specific about how long of a break that has to be. Mayor Woodard's took a year break. I think that's kind of like the established standard, the mm-hmm. thing, the kind of respectable standard that you just go by yeah. is about a year break. But um, they'll be terming out. And so that's. And are they at large positions or are they districts? Ryan Mello's at large. Um, Anders Ibsen is the north and west end. I can't remember if it's actually District 1. I think it's District 1, but it's, yeah, north end, west end. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, listeners of Citizen Tacoma. Two city council seats opening up. Oh, goodness. And, well, uh, Connor McCarthy, and he's also at large, and Keith Blocker, who represents District 3, which is the hilltop in central Tacoma, they'll both be up for re-election. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
Doug? I was just laughing at the mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very interesting. Well, as we said, um, Citizen Tacoma listeners, that's some options for you if you should be thinking of public service. Um, I imagine you have plenty of time before anything needs to be made official. It's mm-hmm. like May of May. 20. 19 or 20, depending on what you're looking at. So you've got plenty of time to line up some donors and (laughs) get your PDC page established. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, So the last time uh, Candace was here with us was for our Me Too episode. That was back when did we do that? March? March. Oh, wait. Was it February? Maybe early March? Oh, I didn't write the date down. It was episode 25. Mm. And some of that stuff is not um, super timely. But if you want to hear some like feminist blathering, like please check it out. It's <laughs> my favorite episode, I think. Um, it just, yeah. So it was a very cathartic experience oh, for me. Man, I walked out of there was. just feeling really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, that was Jessica Gavry, Candace, and I talking about um, some of the Me Too people in Tacoma and just kind of feminism in general. And it's still worthy uh, worthy of a listen if you are on a very long car drive and have run out of your other options. Um, <laughs> that said, uh, we could do a bit of an update on the fates of some of the people we discussed in that episode. Um, number one was David Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Um Go ahead, Candace. Yeah, Dave, I wish Jessica was here for this. Yeah. <laughs> David Sawyer uh, did not make it past his primary in August, so mm. it was a three-way primary. He was third. Uh, he will not be reelected to the legislature. Um, that was pretty. I, it was surprising to me. I was a News Tribune reporter at the time, and my coworker at the time, Walker Ornstein, just covered the hell out of that story, and he mm-hmm. brought it to light and. I still wasn't sure anything was going to really happen or it was going to yeah. make much of a difference. There are a lot of people still in David's corner up until the very end. Mm-hmm. And the voters spoke. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And we also had Melanie Morgan, his not replacement. She's more than his replacement. She's <laughs> his vanquisher um, on the podcast as well. That was episode 37. And um, it's just quite a significant change that the 29th is now represented by a woman of color who mm-hmm. has the lived experience of a lot of people in that district and a scumbag is gone. Yes, time is up. Time is up. <laughs> All right. What about Ron Langrell? What happened to him? Oh, man. So shortly after we recorded and you guys aired that episode, uh, he was fired from president being president of Bates Technical College. He was fired for, quote, convenience, unquote, um, rather than be fi- being fired for cause, which I never really was able to get to the bottom on the record of what happened. But it sounds like he refused to, from what it sounds like to me, he refused to sign a document saying, yes, I will take these sensitivity training courses. Yes, I will do X, Y, and Z. This will never happen again, blah, blah. He didn't sign it in the time period required and so they removed him and um at that time when we recorded this episode i did not think he was going anywhere at all so is he still on the board of the city club i don't know actually oh the city club Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that's a good question i don't know if he's in the area still yeah yeah i think he might have i'd heard he might have moved to portland so i honestly don't know 
Well, there was some really excellent reporting around that story. Um, <laughs> so it sounded like there was more than just sexual harassment issues that they were dealing with. There was a lot in of that anger. situation, he anger was a... and inappropriate touching and mm. all kinds of stuff. So, mm. uh, Ricardo Nagara. Mm. Yeah. So Ricardo Nagara was. He, I don't know if I would technically say that he was fired. He was fired from his position as the director of economic development and offered a lesser position in a non-supervisory role for the city of Tacoma. And declined that position. And declined okay. it, yeah. And then, um, interestingly, uh, in, I think, April or May, the city voted to settle with him for $174,000. Hmm. Um Council member Chris Beale and council, then council member Justin Camerata both voted against that settlement. Um, mm. Yeah. But they couldn't talk about it because it's all, you know, legal affairs and so they're not allowed huh. to talk about it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I love these golden parachutes so many of these scumbags, scumbags seem to get. Mm-hmm. Um, did we figure out what happened with Manweller? Yeah. a question mark there. Yeah. So... The last story I saw on him was in September, but he had and said— he, let's remind everybody yes. who he is. He um, was—he's central Washington somewhere, right? Yeah, District 13. Um, he's on the state—he's representative on the state legislature. He had—was under investigation originally at Central Washington University, where he was a professor for uh, inappropriate behavior, touching— Comments, yeah, (laughs) harassment toward um, female students. He was fired after several investigations began at Central Washington University because of that. So he was fired. Um, The News Tribune and the Olympian and the Northwest News Network working together uncovered a lot of unsavory activity from his past, including a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl when he was, like, 27. And he'd married an 18-year-old right after she... She was his student, and right after she graduated high school, they got married. Huh. Yeah. So he... <laughs> he um, That's a very conservative district. It's, yeah. you know, in central Washington. And he annihilated his opponent in both the primary and the general... But um, he promised because his party had asked him to step down if if he won. And he promised that even if he was reelected because it was too late to get his name taken off the ballot, that he would step down when the session starts in whenever that is. So. so we don't know who's replacing him yet or anything. No, I read a story today from the Seattle Times from a couple of months ago saying that the whatever the Republican committee, you know, the county party in that area will get to choose three possible successors, but they'll be Republicans since he was elected. And then I think the county council gets to choose who to put forth. So it'll be a Republican. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome that uh, he's reelected anyway. It's amazing. By a like 66 to 38, something crazy, something Mm. wild. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes, yes. Well, (sighs) so, um, we had you back because you were... Joe Fain. Oh, Joe Fain, Joe Fain. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot a scumbag. Go on. Easy, easy now. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I was supposed to jump no. in there with that. No, do it. Um, so Joe Fain, who in the midst of the Kavanaugh hearings, a woman came out on Twitter, a woman named Candace Faber in Seattle, and um, called him out and said, you raped me the night of my graduation from Georgetown University in 2007. 
And I, th- I guess that was end of September, and yeah. he lost his reelection campaign to a political newcomer, Mona Das. And, um, and what, where is this? Was this Auburn or something Auburn. like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's another. I mean, uh, it seems like a very he was ve- he was a very popular Republican moderate, and um, I think he won his his previous election. He had like sixty four percent of the vote. So wow. yeah, he went down. <sighs> Yeah. Um, before leaving the Me Too topic, I I feel like it is our feminist duty to um, say that this is it's not like this topic is finished right. <laughs> and that we need to constantly keep it in the forefront to um, make it continue to not be okay. And um, I I think we're seeing in like Hollywood that some of these scumbags are starting to creep back out and show up at the comedy cellar mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And um, I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch as some of these super entitled rich white guys that can't accept that perhaps this this small part of their career is over <laughs> um, try to get back into the mainstream. It's like whack-a-mole. Yeah. Well, and I also think it'll be kind of a template. You know, if Matt Lauer comes back out with oh, a new God. show, then, you know, people will... Is that Thunder? That is thunder. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't do that here. What's going on? There is just some loud thunder outside the Moonyard Studios. It's, it's probably gotta, not it's, being picked up. It's the good Lord. It's the good Lord approving of the Me Too. Yes, yeah. I guess. Uh, or, or he's angry. She's angry about She's angry. the uh, um, prospect of Matt Lauer getting a show. But I think if, you know, if that were to happen, then that would be sort of a template. Like, oh, it's okay then. Like, see how it's okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. But as many of these great high-profile wins as there are, I mean, there are losses every yeah. day for people who are not as high-profile. Oh, I yeah. mean, I know about lots of them personally yep. and my friends. And so it's not—we're nowhere near done, and it's exhausting. But it's it's nice to see all of that progress just from when we yeah. started talking about this in March. It's, it's true. nice to see that change. And I just hope that people are talking about it more in general and just I mean even anecdotally like I don't know I mean (laughs) I very much enjoy telling everybody that will listen about the scumbags that I have encountered because (laughs) I just want people to know that they're scumbags yeah yeah same (laughs) especially after a beer or two (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) but we won't sully the podcast with such things um well um so we had you back, Candice, because um, I wanted to do an election update. I wanted to kind of round out our Me Too thing, but um, also because... Is it time to take a break? Oh, it's time to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nate Bowling, host of the Nerdformer podcast on the Channel 253 Network. Coming back from a trip to New Orleans, I had an awesome idea for a topic and a guest for our podcast. So from the air, I reached out to the guest to see if she was interested. I chatted with producer Doug to book time at the Moonyard Studios. By the time I landed at SeaTac, I had a whole episode of Nerd Farmer coordinated and scheduled. And I did it all without having to pay for Wi-Fi, thanks to Alaska's free chat service. Facebook Messenger, iMessage, and WhatsApp are all free when you fly Alaska. When all you have to do is send a couple messages before you dig into your awesome cheese plate, it's an amazing feeling to know you won't have to pay for it. Stay connected when you travel and skip the travel sites. Just head to alaskaair.com and book your ticket. I'm Nate Bowling, Alaska Airlines MVP Gold, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. And we're back. So, because um, 
Citizen Tacoma, it's time for a new citizen, and your new citizen is going to be Candace. Yay! Um, I'm very, very excited about this. Um, I did, Doug and I did 40 episodes together. Candace and Doug will continue here on out. Um, I don't know if we're going to switch up the citizen at, at the whim of the citizen, but um, it's been really, really amazing, and I've learned a lot. We've had a lot of really good conversations in here, and I'm really excited to hand it off to somebody who's got all these great new ideas. You should hear her people talk about all of the things that she wants to do and all these stories she wants to follow up on, because um, we should tell the people that you're not at the News Tribune anymore. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, so uh, I left the News Tribune in July, and I now work for Workforce Central and the communications director, but that has no bearing on this. I'm still a citizen journalist. <laughs> yes. um, I am really excited about talking about the media, for one, and also I really want to do, for all the nerds and policy wonks out there, a really in-depth episode about Click, kind of what it mm. is, how we got here, yeah, 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 and what our actual options are, what the actual the law says about whether it can be funded the way it's being funded and has been funded. So that's going to be a wonky one. Um, I really want to try to have uh, initial podcast guest Marilyn Strickland back on the pod because yeah. yeah, I'm going to ask her. So if ever, anyone knows her and wants to like tweet at her or Facebook her or call her and be like Marilyn. I'm back her. on the pod. <laughs> I'll hit her. Can you text her? Yeah. <laughs> I have her phone number, and one time she like when we were doing our first episode, she like would like I'll be there in five minutes or something like that, and I totally like took a screenshot of my phone that said Marilyn Strickland with like the text on it. <laughs> just anyway. so casual, just yeah, just friends. Yeah, yeah. she's my buddy. And it's yeah, fine. It's fine. Um, she's now the. Uh, president of the Chamber of Commerce Commerce she's, in Seattle. She's so important. She's amazing. Um, another good Maryland story. I don't I want to not get too far derailed, but um, Maria Cantwell was having a fundraising thing at Pacific Grill one day. And me and Christina Walker, the uh, executive director of Downtown On The Go, were having lunch together. And we knew that it was going on back there, but it was like, you know, just the very much muckety-mucks in the vintage room at PG. And... Um, Marilyn was walking out, and we were like, hi. And she came over, and she talked to us, and we were like, so, you know, trying to ask her questions about um, Maria Cantwell and how much we'd like to meet her. And she's like, oh, well, come on. And, like, <laughs> grabbed us and, like, took us back there and personally introduced us to Maria Cantwell. And it was so awesome. And speaking of Marilyn, um, I just want to give a shout-out um, because she was our first guest on Citizen Tacoma, and I just really appreciate appreciated but she did us that solid and, you know, it was, she's, it was a really nice lady baller move to, like, give us that, lend us her legitimacy for our first episode. Because from then on, I was able to ask people to be on the show who, you know, that was in the earlier days of Channel 253 when mm-hmm. nobody knew who the heck we were doing, what, who we are, what we were doing. And she was able to lend us legitimacy. And that was just really Really awesome. Yeah. So thanks, Marilyn. She, uh, the first time I met with her in person when I first started at the News Tribune, she was then the mayor of Tacoma, obviously. And uh, we met in her office, and she was like, I just want to say I love seeing women in roles traditionally dominated by men. She was like, good for you. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. She's so awesome. Yeah, she's a cool lady. Um, I wanted to touch on a few of the episodes over the last 40. Um, This is Doug and I can 
wet our hankies with our tears. <laughs> um, so number one, Marilyn Strickland. That was really rad. Thank you, Marilyn. Um, I think the next one, well, the whole Mayor series. You may recall that Doug and I interviewed um, the three mayoral candidates at the time. Those were significant interviews that I think got us like our first like attention from the News Tribune, for one thing, because something controversial was said on the Citizen Tacoma podcast, and then it was talked about... <laughs> All over Twitter and the News Tribune. And that was when I allowed Jim Merritt to get away with saying that we would have light rail in five years. And um, I regret that. (laughs) I really should have pressed more on that. Um, I will say that that was, uh, let's see, it was episode number six. So I didn't have a whole lot of uh, practice Pushing back, and um, that wasn't the only place he said that. He yeah. and he really like when I challenged him on it for a story, he would not back down from it. So yeah. even if you had, okay, good. <laughs> well, and also, um, I don't recommend anyone go back and listen to episode six unless you're like really having trouble sleeping. <laughs> and basically, at the time, like it was just a real tough interview to get through, and I wanted it to be done. <laughs> <laughs> It was a long one. <laughs> yes. But then it was surreal. Um, after the primaries, we ended up um, interviewing just Jim and Victoria and doing a um, fun episode of like Tacoma games and trivia and silly hats and stuff. And those episodes were um, amusing. <laughs> Revelatory. <laughs> Revelatory for sure. Um, yeah. I need, yeah. You should try to get Victoria to come back too yeah, because she yeah. also like offered to come back to do kind of like a report on how's it going. So I think that she would come back. I would love that. Yeah. Um, The next one that we did that was really significant was Kristen Ang. Um, That was episode 17, and she was running for port commissioner. We mentioned her, commissioner, we mentioned her earlier. That was, for a time, the most downloaded episode uh, on Channel 253, and she came really, really close. And... Mm -hmm. Um, it just felt like we had maybe helped a little bit, and I I just was proud of that. One so, of these candidates is not like the other. Right, mm-hmm. right. Man, um, I know that everyone has a million podcasts to listen to, but that is one that I think is still very inspiring. She's very fired up and very smart, and I really hope that we see more of her. Mm-hmm. I hope she runs again for something. Me too. Um, speaking of me too, that was the other episode that was really <laughs> awesome. That Nicely just, done. Um, I just loved that conversation. That was really, really good. And I felt like, unlike most of the other episodes where I don't feel like I have um, the breadth of knowledge I wish I had about the topic at hand, I can blather all day about feminism. So that well, was a good one. I want to tell your listeners, too. I know I've told you, but I feel like that was what really changed the tide with what was going on with David Sawyer and what was going on with Ron Langrill. Because... Uh, Walker and I had been writing about both topics for weeks, and they, they not a lot of attention attention paid at all. And then yeah. it, that episode hit the airwaves, and I started getting like DMs from like reporters in Seattle, and yeah. just things changed very quickly after that. Yeah, mm. I remember when the. Um the statement from the chair of the Pierce County Democrats, whose name is escaping me. Tim Farrell. Tim, Tim, Tim Farrell. <laughs> um, his statement began with something like, in the last week, there have been lots of talk, da, 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 da. And I remember one of the comments was, what are you talking about? The last article written was three weeks ago, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, ha, ha, he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about us. We did it. We did it. So, hooray. 
podcasting for good. On that note, another episode that I really was proud of was number 27, which was when we had the kids who organized the March for Our Lives on. And man, you know, some of the conservative talking points at the time were that, you know, those kids were being coached or that those kids were paid actors or something like that. And sitting down with um, that group of kids was just really, really wonderful and eye-opening. I mean, they're so smart and they know so much and um, they're just so many miles ahead of what I was doing when I was 14. So um, that was really, really great to talk to them. Um, lastly, the one I want to mention is the teacher strike episode. I think that now that is the most downloaded episode on channel 253. Yeah. Um, I really like to rub that in, um, to my, my pod cousin, um, uh, Mr. Nate Bowling. <laughs> Just kidding. Up until that one, I think the most downloaded episode was the time he talked to some like Sounders announcer. So, um, Aww. Tisk tisk. Uh, so anyway, um, that one obviously got shared a lot on the interwebs, and I think that it really um, helps people to understand the ins and outs of um, teachers' lives, but also of um, the messaging that was coming out from the district, and just kind of clarifying what it meant after that. So mm-hmm. anyway, forty episodes, Doug. Forty episodes. For 40 days and 40 nights and 40 episodes. <laughs> um, yes. So so now you have to start your 40-episode tenure. Yes. Yay. <laughs> At least. Yeah. Well, I'll probably have you on a lot to oh, I'd help love along to the way. Yeah. Only on things I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I tell you. Everyone should start a podcast. You should all contact Moonyard Studios to start your own podcast. But I will tell you that um, it's hard. <laughs> And sometimes it sounds like, I don't know, it's just harder than I thought. I'm a big pod listener, and I thought that, um, let's start a podcast. And I didn't really know how hard it is to keep talking with smart words coming out of your mouth when (laughs) someone's sitting across from you. And I would get super like, yep, you you made it look easy. Oh my God. Yeah, you made it sound easy. You did a great job. I'm visible sweat right now. <laughs> visible sweat. It's gross. I just got a Fitbit today, and I'm like really interested to see what the heart rate monitor says about the entire time I've been sitting here because I'm just like sweating and panicking. Yes. <laughs> well, I am so excited that you are coming on board, and I'm just so grateful that you were willing. Thank and you. I'm Me too. so excited to hear. About all the stories you're going to do, but also just your, like, unfiltered self. Um, You know, you've had to be a reporter for so long, you know, and now you can say whatever you want. It's going to get weird. (laughs) It's going to get really weird. That's great. (laughs) I want to do an episode about how we can buy the News Tribune from McClatchy. How much do you think it would cost? I have no idea. Let's find out and crowdfund that. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's save the News Tribune. Save the News Tribune. From its clutches. I know. Speaking of... We were just just hoping Channel 253 would just replace it. That's all. (laughs) Right. Just hire all the reporters, please. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. Speaking of supporting local journalistic efforts, um, I think that all of my sister podcasts have always... Have all managed to make impassioned pleas to... um, 
all of our listeners to consider supporting us with your donations and memberships. And uh, for some reason, I think it's because we always have busy and important politicians in here. I just kind of skip over that. And I just want to say, everyone, please help support Channel 253. Um, I think we all know that our our dear local paper is failing us in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, for many, many reasons. And um, it's just really... Channel 253 is a good place to get some local information. And we have a lot of really, really smart, awesome people running this joint and our wonderful Doug that helps us all sound good on the airs and um, help us, support us. We we do need your help. We do. It's uh, four bucks a month or $40 for the year. Oh, my gosh. That will go a long, long way for us. What a deal. It's a steal. Also, you guys have so many credible voices and reliable voices. Like, it's a real—today, when I was researching for this episode, I was reading a Move to Tacoma interview with Hunter George from, like, a couple years ago or, like, a year ago. So it's a real news institution now. Yes, yes. We should all thank the the, the original pod auntie. Yeah, indeed. Ms. Marguerite Martin, because—and speaking of somebody who's really good at interviewing people— Dang, like mm-hmm. I had listened to all of Moved to Tacoma and was like, I can do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she's so good. So good. So, um, Doug, is there anything else we need to talk about? Other than pleading for money? Um, <laughs> uh, Adult Civic well, Happy Hour? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Adult Civic Happy Hour is coming up on December 5th. It's going to be at the Fawcett Hall in Alma Mater. Yes. Uh, you can get your tickets now. They are free. But um, but you do need to reserve your space. Awesome. So do that. And it's going to be about the next two years. What's next? Ooh. Heavy That'll duty, a baby. Good one. Yeah. Heavy we duty. primed him for it. Yeah. Everyone start thinking about what you're going to run for. Yep. Yep. And um, now you can bring these few talking points we discussed today to that event and be smarter than people who didn't listen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, thanks, Candace, for coming on the show and for taking over. Yay! Thank Yay. you so much, Jenny. You were amazing. Oh, gosh. Shucks. Um, <laughs> so stay tuned in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll get some new episodes with a new citizen coming out soon. Woo-woo! Thanks so much for listening to Citizen Tacoma Podcast today. We are part of the Channel 253 Network, where you can also find the Move to Tacoma Podcast, as well as the Nerd Farmer Podcast. And the Flounders B-Team, Crossing Division, Taco Man, and We Art Tacoma Podcasts. If you'd like to reach out to us about anything you've heard on the show today, or if you'd like to suggest a guest or a topic, maybe there's something you've been wondering about that maybe we can investigate for you, please contact me at jennyjacobs253 at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Citizen Tacoma. Citizen Tacoma podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Jenny Jacobs and I fly Alaska. To book your next flight, go to alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.